0: Hi, I'm Rose Rimler filling in for Wendy Zuckerman this week while she's off riding Brumbies in the Outback. (laughs) And this is Science Versus, the show that pits facts against newfangled food. (laughs) Today we're talking about processed food, asking, what is it doing to us? (laughs) To start, let me tell you a story about something that happened more than a century ago in Japan. For generations, most of the rice eaten in Japan was brown rice. But in the late 1800s, machines were invented that made it much easier to turn brown rice into white rice by stripping off the outer parts of the rice. And this turned white rice from something mostly eaten by wealthy people to something that people all over Japan were eating. And soon after, this weird disease that was once rare exploded. It's called beriberi, and it sounds awful. Your body can swell up, you can lose feeling in your hands and feet, even become paralyzed. In fact, it can kill you. A princess in Japan likely died from it. And by the turn of the 20th century, it was estimated that beriberi caused 8% of deaths in Japan every year. And it wasn't for decades more that the culprit would be understood. It was the processing of the rice that killed people. Stripping off that outer layer also stripped off this really important B vitamin in the rice. Beriberi was simply a vitamin deficiency. These days we can eat white rice without fear because we figured out how to put that vitamin back in. But I wanted to start off today's episode with that story because now we do a lot more to our food than we did back then. We process the crap out of it. We do stuff like cram it into bars, mash it into funny shapes, and pump it full of fake flavors. So what you're really getting are chemicals, additives. Think things like uh, preservatives, sweeteners, um, coloring, flavoring, trans fats, emulsifiers. Basically, they can withstand a nuclear holocaust, and they're not good for us. I always say, the whiter the bread, the sooner you're dead. And we're eating a ton of this stuff. New numbers on just how much processed
1: food Americans eat. A new study finds ultra-processed foods make up more than half of all the calories in the U.S. diet. And I know that sounds scary, and I don't even know why, but very
0: much so. Yeah, in the US, just under 60% of the average person's diet is ultra-processed food. Which sounds scary to me too, and I also don't know why. So that's what we're gonna dive into today. We're asking, what's so bad about processed food? So generally speaking, when nutrition nerds study this, they are actually interested in something called ultra-processed food, which is a term scientists came up with to distinguish this stuff from regular processed food. That's because most of our food is processed. Anytime we cook or blend something, we're processing it. And ultra-processed food, it's a little hard to define. It's
1: uh, kind of like the way people have often tried to define pornography, right? It's hard to define, but you know it when you see it, sort of thing.
0: (laughs) This is Kevin Hall. He's a researcher at the National Institutes of Health who studies food and our metabolism. He said you can basically think of ultra-processed food like this:
1: a lot of the pre-packaged, ready-to-eat, ready-to-heat foods that are sort of in the middle of the supermarket.
0: So, rather than cheese, we're talking about cheese whiz instead of plain yogurt. Gogurt, Industrially made bread, cookies, frozen meals, that kind of stuff. And it turns out that people who eat a lot of this food do tend to be sicker than people who eat less of it. One of the biggest studies that shows this comes from France. Scientists there recruited over 100,000 people and asked them to report what they were eating and kept an eye on their health over the years. And they found that every 10% more of this food that they ate, their risk of certain diseases went up by about 10 to 15%. This was stuff like cancer, heart disease, and diabetes, and even death. Other studies have found similar things in Italy, Spain, the U.K., and the U.S. And the risk sticks around, even after researchers adjust for stuff like education and income. Kevin, our scientist, has been following this research. He thinks it's interesting, but he figured there's a simple explanation for what's going on here. He points out that these ultra-processed foods tend to be higher in fat, salt, and sugar. In other words, a lot of it is junk food. So Kevin thought it was wrong to blame the processing. It's more about the nutrients. He suspected that if people ate fresh food with the same amount of fat and sugar, they'd see the same health problems. So he came up with a clever way to try to single out the effects of the processing itself.
1: If there's something bad about these foods... Then I should be able to design a study where I match for the salt, the sugar, the fat, um, the fiber. Um, and if it's really about the nutrients, then there shouldn't really be any effect.
0: So, Kevin recruited people for a study where they would eat either ultra processed food or food made from scratch. The key thing was that he controlled every single meal so they had the same amount of all the major nutrients. He did this by having them move into the lab for a month. He told them,
1: You're basically going to be staying in a hospital ward uh, and you're going to have your own room and you're going to have your bed and your bathroom and your shower and all that sort of stuff. Um, But every day we're going to basically give you three meals and a snack box.
0: Everyone ate either an ultra processed or a home cooked diet for two weeks, and then they swap to the other diet. All the while, Kevin's team is poking and prodding them
1: we're basically going to take a lot of blood from you and we're going to measure how your body's responding when you're, uh, when you're exposed to these basically two very different food environments.
0: So what did they do all day besides eat and have blood drawn?
1: Well, it, it varies, right? So we actually have people who are authors and actually want some time to kind of write their manuscript. And oh, so it's like a writer's in. retreat. Yeah.
0: There are also a lot of college kids on their summer break. So when they got the less processed meal, it might be something like a yogurt with fresh fruit and nuts. But an ultra-processed breakfast would be a store-bought muffin and honey nut Cheerios, for example. To you and me, these two meals seem pretty different. But to a nutrient guy like Kevin, their building blocks are the same. You had the same amount of fat and sugar in the yogurt with fruit and nuts compared to the Cheerios and muffin. He even got the fiber to match with fiber supplements and everybody could eat as much as they wanted. And after mealtime, Kevin's team looked at how much they ate. He also tracked their weight and a bunch of other stuff. And he figured that if processed food is bad just because it's full of fat and sugar, then he would see no difference between the two diets. But instead, there was a difference.
1: Yeah, so I was wrong. And so uh, it turned out that people ate um, a little over 500 calories per day more on average during the ultra-processed diet, this is a huge effect.
0: Yeah, so people gained about two pounds in the two weeks they were eating ultra-processed foods, and they lost two pounds when they switched to the less-processed meals. Kevin says, one thing going on here was that on the ultra-processed diet, people tended to eat faster, maybe because this food is softer and goes down easier. The overall point here is that there was something different about this kind of food compared to the home-cooked stuff. To Kevin, this suggests that the problem with ultra-processed food is bigger than the fact that a lot of it is junk food.
1: You know, I think that there's something there. And it's probably not because of the salt, the sugar, the fat, and the fiber. It's probably some other factor.
0: So Kevin's study found that eating ultra-processed food made people gain weight. His study can't tell us whether this would make people sick in the long term. It's tempting to think that the weight gain is the answer, because we know that being heavy can increase the risk of illnesses like heart disease. And that might be part of it, but it's not the whole story. Remember those big studies that follow people who eat lots of ultra-processed food? Well, when the scientists adjust their results to take people's weight into account, they still find a link to these diseases. In other words, when it comes to eating ultra-processed food, where you land on the scale doesn't matter that much. The risk is still there. So what is this X factor that makes this food bad for us beyond making us gain weight? Well, we take a few more bites into this mystery over in our full episode on processed food, which you can listen to by searching for science versus in Spotify. That's science VS. Then click on processed food, a load of baloney, and jump about 10 minutes in. We'll take a look at some other potential culprits like sketchy food additives and this really weird new food science I kept hearing about over and over and over again. The food matrix. The food matrix. Food matrix. Food
1: matrix. The food matrix is the main point.
0: I'm Rose Rimler. See you over there.